Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. I hope everybody's had a phenomenal week this week. It is the Christmas season, which is awesome. Um, Hanukkah as well, and I hope everybody's having an awesome holiday season out there. In the snowy Alaska, geez. It has been snowing like crazy, and we're just kind of accepted. I bet most of the kids in Alaska are just loving it. I remember when I was a kid growing up in the Midwest, and it snowed. Man, it was like, uh, it just seemed like it made kids the happiest things ever. So I hope everybody's enjoying playing in the snow, cross-country skiing, hiking, snowshoeing, all those things. Um, but without further ado, we have a very special guest today, Mayor Dave Bronson from the mayor. He is the mayor of Anchorage for folks that have been living in Iraq for the last couple of years the mayor of the biggest city in alaska and a friend of mine welcome to the must read alaska show mayor bronson john and thank you very much and especially thank you to the listeners at must read awesome well, i'm so excited you're back on you've been a guest a number of times you may have been one of the one of the most returning guests to the show which i think is awesome recently i saw um you did a post that you have formed what I believe is called the South Central Mayors Coalition. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, the focus of that, um, we brought, my team brought this group of mayors together, a great group of people. We've got anywhere from the South End, Ken, Kas <laughs> Ken Kasner to Carter Cole in um, in Houston. And just, just about everybody in between. Uh, you know, Sue uh, McClure couldn't make it. She had a, a bit of an appointment. Um, but other than that, we did uh, we did very well. And the purpose of this is to deal with the looming shortage or uh, of the looming shortage of natural gas in Cook Inlet. It, it's a challenge. Uh, the legislature came forward in two thousand nine, did a great job. Uh, excuse me, so, solved some problems. And but we're kind of back at it. The, the field. Uh, is is waning a bit, but uh, there's still lots of opportunity with the producers that are there to stimulate, incentivize uh, uh, greater production. So we have and natural gas. That's how we keep our our homes warm and how we produce our electricity. And uh, so there's three phases to this: a short and intermediate term solutions. Then, of course, there, we've got to deal with the long term solution here. Uh, the the uh, Upper Cook Inlet is the economic engine uh, for the entire state. Um, 70, 75% of the population live here. Uh, we've got to get this resolved. And that's why I formed that coalition. That's awesome. So is this going to be like a working group? You guys will be meeting, you know, quarterly or something like that for the next couple of years? Yeah, it'll be even uh, maybe a I apologize for this cough. Um, it'll maybe even be more than that. We're waiting right now on the 8th for the release of the governor's um, plan publicly to go forward. Once that goes forward, um, certainly we'll, um, that, that'll be front and center for this. Uh, get a piece of legislate, legislation that stimulates uh, greater uh, production of natural gas and in Cook Inlet. 
That's awesome. I, you know, I think this is a great picture of um, working together in a bipartisan fashion. A lot of these borough mayors, they don't run as Republicans or Democrats. And uh, how important it is for you to work with all the mayors in South Central Alaska, regardless of their political backgrounds? Well, you're you're absolutely right. Um, um, BTUs don't have a political party. That is the mm -hmm. BTUs campaign with the natural gas. Um, uh, it is essential. It's not just important. It's essential that we work together. Re Republicans, Democrats, independents, it just doesn't matter. We, we'll solve this problem. Uh, we'll get to a, a, a short-term intermediate solution, and then we all got to come together and what, what the long-term, the 10-year-plus window looks like. Yeah, and for folks listening, I mean, just imagine you're sitting in your house in the dead of winter and your gas turns off, right? I mean, this it may not happen next week or next month or next year, but if if people aren't thinking and planning ahead, who knows what would happen? Because, right, because Mayor... If we look at the federal layout, left and right, we see them doing things to Alaska that are very frustrating in terms of natural gas exploration. How how have you looked at that as the mayor of the biggest city in Alaska when the federal government keeps saying, you know, you can't go look here, you can't go look there, you can't go look over here for oil and gas? How frustrating is that, if it is? Well, it's extremely frustrating. Uh, right now, though, we're focused on at the state level coming to to a solution which will will move us forward and keep. I don't want to alarm people too much. I mean, it's not like your gas is going to turn off one day, uh, but it's what's going to happen is the prices are because of the reduction in supply. Prices are going to start climbing, and then they'll you know people will do go into you know pretty uh, strenuous conservation modes um our, our job as political leaders as as civic leaders is to make sure the supply is there so the, the cost stays down you know and we're at about eight dollars a million cubic feet right now uh eight and a half i should say um there's talk that 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 could go up if we if we don't do this right three or four times wow and that is that is what we're working on avoiding and uh, and we can we can get there if we do this right. We can keep that cost increase of natural gas down because with natural gas, plentiful natural gas, we can keep the cost of electricity down. And that's that's also because we can't stimulate economic development investment um, in in our area if we don't have cheap electricity. So. Don't forget the electrical component. I spent a lot of time uh, yesterday dealing or uh, meeting with the folks from Westinghouse who are up. They've got a big team and and they're dealing uh, on the rail belt with a lot of solutions and helping out. Uh, we're meeting with a lot of people because the electrification um, from from Fairbanks all the way to Homer that that's got to be worked on as well, and that fits in quite well. With this notion of natural gas, uh, the, the securing the supply going forward at very reasonable prices, because again, uh, electricity is that second leg that we've got to have to stimulate cheap electricity to stimulate the economic development and, and investment. So let's say you know there's going to be people sitting at home thinking, well, how the heck do I make a difference? I I can't go drill a hole for natural gas in my backyard. What can somebody do that's concerned about just, 
just like you are and just like the other mayors of <laughs> South Central um, Alaska, what can the average person do for something like this? Do they write their representatives? Do they sit in their house frustrated? What are some things they could possibly do? Well, certainly do not sit there and be frustrated. Uh, there, There is a plan in place. The governor has a plan. It's in rate right now in the intermediate term it's a plan to stimulate greater production there there is quite a bit of natural gas left in cook inlet it's the cost of that um natural gas the cost of of bringing it to the surface and getting it into our homes that is the issue if we can stimulate more suppliers more explorers um increase the supply that way through a change in the royalty mechanism. Uh, that's the first best step going forward. After that, we've got to look at more uh, long-term permanent solutions. You know, there's the issue of, I think everyone is just, just about everyone has heard about the big pipe or the little pipe, you know, large, something's got to, some kind of gas eventually is going to have to come off, um, off, off the North Slope and get to get to Cook Inlet. It's just, it's going to have to happen unless we technology, technology gets us to the point where we can look at something. Quite frankly, personally, I'm a big advocate long-term of, of nuclear. So anywhere from five to 10 years out, um, you know, that 2030 timeframe roughly, um, we can get to where we can start adding uh, small nuclear reactors to our grid to enhance, because remember, the more electricity we can produce with, say, a reactor, a small reactor, uh, that's less natural gas, or that that would allow more than natural gas to uh, help us heat our homes. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, could we? Would it be nice to convert to all electricity? Uh, I think that would be would be very nice. But at the end of the day, uh, we don't have that infrastructure. Our infrastructure is built on natural gas. Everybody, most people have forced air gas furnaces. Well, are we going to compel everyone to convert to forced air electric furnaces? So at the end of the day, natural gas is in the near term, in the intermediate term, certainly, if not long term, is the is the solution. Nice. Well, I, I think it's awesome that you're leading the way there for the South Central Mayor's Coalition. Let's shift gears here and talk a little bit about the snow. We've you probably you probably had about you know six winters worth of snow in Anchorage already. How's the plowing coming? Give the folks a little update on on uh, how things are going um, these days. Well, we uh, I think we all know uh, what happened a month ago. We in Anchorage here. I, I don't think you got as much, but we uh, we got in some parts of town up to forty inches of very wet snow. And uh, the equipment at both the municipality and the state, uh, by and large, was not, we didn't have enough and the right equipment to move that heavy of wet snow. I'm talking to business people who say, you know, normally we can plow our entire park a truck and a plow. And he says, couldn't even move it. So they were scrambling to grab um, contract front end loaders just to plow small parking lots. So now you magnify that threat over this, you know, over what, 1,900 square miles of city, uh, you know, it, it, it gets pretty, pretty serious. And, you know, we've got what, 1,200 miles of roads and a couple hundred miles of sidewalks. It, it gets pretty significant. So um, 
it, it was a real challenge. Uh, there was a public safety component to it uh, where we couldn't get our ambulances up and down some of the major roads. So we took some um, we took some effort to coordinate with the state to help out with that. That went very well. Uh, that coordination. Um, our system is built for up to ten inches of dry snow. Um, and that means, so as we plow, we have a prescribed sequence. We, we plow our major roads and then the roads that connect those major roads to each other. And then we go into the neighborhoods. And then once we start in the neighborhoods plowing, uh, we have 84 hours uh, to move that snow to get that first pass and clear the neighborhoods. Um, the, uh, at 10 inches of dry snow, we can do that within 84 hours. As you get more and more snow, and as the snow gets wetter and wetter, that 84-hour window starts getting um, quite long, and uh, it, it gets real big. Uh, that's the challenge. Um, people say, well, just buy, buy more graders, hire more people. Well, so I went to my staff, and I said, what does that look like? And it was about a $20 million price tag. So it was about $10 million in equipment in the near term on the cap capital side. And then about 10 million per year thereafter added labor costs because we got to hire mechanics and drivers and uh, maintainers of the equipment. Um, and we go, you know, two years ago, we didn't need that three, four, five. You know, we haven't had this kind of snow since 2011, 2012. Remember, when you hire that many people all summer long, those are the people that are standing around doing nothing. We've right sized this. Um, we've right sized this for the average snowfall and you have to. And then we contract with outside contractors in these peaks. And that's what we did. And it was very difficult, um, but we coordinate well with the uh, state DOT. I spoke with the commissioner yesterday, complimented him on how well he did on his roads, um, uh, major roads throughout the city. Cause folks got to remember most of the major roads in the city are state owned and they plow them. And um, the city doesn't. Um, and, and because the, the state uses different equipment, we need graders because they're very, um, they're designed to get into neighborhoods and move snow. The state doesn't do that. The state plows big straight roads where they can go fast. So they have dump, dump trucks with high speed blades and belly blades and sanders usually on the back. So, um, and so when it's dry, like we had a few days ago, dry snow, they, they hit the highway, did very well. We're into the neighborhoods. Uh, we're plowing our neighborhoods. Uh, we got almost all the way through our our 84-hour window and uh, within just a few hours, and then we got another dump of snow, and we had to start over because the law says that our code, our plan says the moment you get four inches of snow, you have to start over and get the main roads plowed. So, um yeah, I, I, you know, you can throw enough money at something and um, and you can certainly fix it. But at the end of the day, what do you, you're going to pay for that even when all that equipment and all those people are idle. And um, I'm doing my best to keep keep the bill that goes to the taxpayer as low as possible, the property taxpayer. That's front and foremost uh, because, quite frankly, I hear from people who are getting property taxed out of their homes. Yeah. Um, that there's a moral component to there. I, I have, I've got to respect that, that challenge. So recently I saw you do, um, on your 
mayor's Facebook page, a happy Hanukkah post, which I think is awesome. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, t in today's day and age, the left would like to, you know, have any sort of religion thing out of the public square. How important it is for you to wish people, you know, a Merry Christmas and a happy Hanukkah. Um, how important is that for you? I think it's, I think it's very uh, important, certainly to me, but it's essential for society to kind of get back to an understanding of where we came from and what our shared values are. Our values are from the beginning, from the inception of this country, are Judeo-Christian. Um, that means Jewish and Christian, whether Catholic or Protestant or whatever. And somehow we've deviated, deviated from that. Uh, to me, this is just a reflection. It seems to me something is very, very broken in our society. Um, it just goes on and on. Every day there's something new. And I'll be blunt with you. We, 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 uh, we have a society where we think men can be women, men can play in women's sports. Um, our, our grandparents, our parents, they would scoff at us. They would laugh, what have you done to this country? Um, we have this notion that somehow roads are somehow racist. Um, it, it just goes on and on. It, it never seems to end. And now it's manifests itself very quickly in the last two months into overt, crystal clear, unequivocal anti-Semitism. Mm. And um, as a very, as someone who's visited um, Israel several times, who loves the country, loves the people, um, this anti-Semitism, this anti-Israeli um, nonsense that's out there, uh, that needs to be quelled. And quite frankly, we, we do that by coming together and wishing people happy, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and respecting our common tradition, uh, which is a Judeo-Christian um, uh, uh, tradition. Awesome. So what are you thankful for this holiday season? Um, there's probably much to be thankful for still, but what are you thankful for this holiday season? Well, uh, I've you know, my wife and I, and kids who no longer live at home, um, we're healthy. Maybe I'll spill the beans here a little bit, but uh, we have a, a wedding coming up uh, in a week or so. Uh, we're quite happy with that. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, one of our kids. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. So um, very pleased. Uh, we live in a wonderful city, a beautiful city, notwithstanding all the snow, the it looks like we're going to definitely have a white Christmas. And I remember with the kids growing up, we had so many winters where there was no snow. And we were just saying, could we just get two or three inches for Christmas? Well, we're going to have yeah. a white Christmas. About um, 40 inches. <laughs> yeah, well, and yeah, and one snowfall. So um, I, I love this city. I love this state. Um I've been here for 32, over 32 years. My wife and I, our kids were born here. They were raised here. And I'm just doing my best to make sure this city is going forward, is prosperous. And, um, and, and we live together as a community. Certainly, we have our differences. And, um, but at the end of the day, we all need to come together and work for these common solutions. You know, the, the port is a big challenge, if not a threat, the, the structure of the port We've been working diligently since before we came into office on that. 
Uh, but this cook inlet natural gas shortage, that's that's a big thing. That's a real big thing. So we we've got we're all hands on deck, focused on that, trying to move forward. Um, but even in the face of these great challenges, I think we're all Alaskans. We're all citizens of, of, of this great city, and we've got to pull together. Um, you know, um, and, and I think this thing like this, I think it's called party of socialism and justice or something that seems to a, a advance this anti-Semitism here in the, uh, in the city. Absolutely terrible anti-American um, uh, strikes rated right at, at our at our values as as a country and as a state and a city, and that needs to be countered. I'm not here to throw people in jail or or anything like that, but we in the in the public realm we need to to debate these people and quite frankly explain clearly why they're um, well they're how their their thinking is so quite frankly anti-American and disturbed. Yeah. Well, 20 minutes has went by in a flash. Any last minute thoughts here before we head off, Mayor? Well, um, unless I'm coming back on here before Christmas again, uh, last day of Hanukkah today. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, and then uh, we've got a menorah. We've been lighting our candles. So we'll we'll do that um, today. And then Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, just just kind of put politics and, and all the challenges the world is facing aside for for a while here now get through christmas have a good time with your family and uh, look out for your neighbors there's some neighbors that don't have much and uh if you can give them a little gift um think about the other person there's no greater source of happiness i think in this life than to do things for for other people or or who are more needy than we are i love it well thanks so much mayor for joining us here on the must read alaska show we wish you nothing but success there in Anchorage. And for folks who live on the Kenai Peninsula, maybe close to Nikiski, uh, this Saturday, we're having at Nikiski Hardware and Supply our annual Christmas extravaganza. If you have a kid, uh, every year we pass out, I don't know, 500 brand new toys to kids. Uh, Santa will be there, the real Santa. And it's a free event for everybody. Santa's reindeer will be out front. Um, hot cocoa will be being served at the cafe inside. And it's just a fun time, 11 to 3, if you're in the Nikiski or Kenai area at Nikiski Hardware and Supply, Santa will be there. Free gifts for the kids. And uh, it's a pretty awesome event. I don't know, every year we pass out 500 get, gifts. So times that by kids and parents, a lot of folks show up every year to this um, celebration. We do it uh, out in Nikiski because we love the community. So uh, shameless plug there for that event. And uh, for everybody that listens, watches, and reads Must Read Alaska, we want to thank you for doing that. If you want to sponsor the Must Read Alaska show, just email me, John, J-O-H-N, at mustreadalaska.com, and uh, you could potentially sponsor the Must Read Alaska show. And uh, Mayor, hope you have an awesome holiday season. Love it that uh, you're the mayor that is still going to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah and a Merry Christmas. I am. And I love it. So um, until yeah. next time. Say hi to Suzanne for me. Merry Christmas to both you and Suzanne. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thank you friend. so much, Mayor. And until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thank you.